0: All right, back on the Ohioan. Man, you know, Craig, I was thinking with protests. Um, You know, I'm a big fan of history growing up, and I remember we read about uh, protests, about, you know, some of the civil rights protests of, like, the 50s and 60s. Uh, You look at Martin Luther King Jr., look at all this stuff, and then you think, man, there hasn't been that many protests. Uh, I remember a couple years ago I got a chance to go to um, Ecuador, and there was like a travel advisory saying, hey, there might be protests down there. I'm like, wow, what would that be like? Because I I wasn't familiar with protests. I was involved. But my goodness, Craig, over the past year here in central Ohio, even up where you are, up in the Fremont area, I mean, we've seen our protests. (laughs) There's been a lot more protests last year. Um, And even this year, uh, we haven't got a chance to talk about the podcast. There was a a police shooting uh, down here in Westerville uh, the other day. Um, person of color got shot. I'll be honest, they really haven't released that much facts about the case. It actually happened in a hospital emergency room. It was strange. there was like a scuffle. It happened. I I don't think we know enough to say, oh, this was warranted or this wasn't warranted. But I woke up this morning to see a story. There was 100 people protesting outside Columbus Police Headquarters last, uh, last night. And we're recording this on Wednesday. happened late Tuesday night. So, Craig, it's a different world. Uh, we're journalists in our newsrooms. Um, I don't know if it's happened in your newsroom, but I've, I've listened to four speeches about, hey, guys, this is what's going to happen if you're covering a protest. And it might happen, so be ready. So we're in a different world now. Um, and as journalists, we're preparing for it. And as Ohio citizens were preparing for it because no matter what side of the political aisle you're on, there's protests on both sides. So we, we look to the Ohio State House and the Ohio State House is saying, hey, we need to make rules. So there's four different bills on talking about different type of protests. And I'll tell you, Craig, what bothers me about this, and we actually spoke with Rachel Coyle about this a couple of weeks ago, it seems like each of these bills are very political in nature. Um, if you're on one side of the aisle, the Republicans, it seems to be one that's a little bit more upset about some of the protests that are more friendly to Democrats. And if you're on the Democratic side of the aisle, it's a little bit more, well, we don't like some of these other protests that are more, I don't know how you say it, Craig, complimentary the Republican beliefs, I guess, maybe. How do we make this? And this is a question. It's, it sounds dumb as it comes out of my mouth. Is there a way we could find more rules about this that doesn't have to be so darn political in nature?
1: Well, well you know, you'd, you'd like to, think, think, to that think that that could be adjusted or you uh, know curtailed to some degree, but I unfortunately, you know, we've got four four of these these bills going through, and it, it just seems like a lot of it is is just politically motivated. And, um, you know, it's it's kind of framed in this story and it's not nothing against the dispatch's story. That's the way, it's just the way the story had to be is that it's in response to the 2020 protests, which, right. you know, we understand that, but, you know, it's it's interesting that I wonder if any of the, the legislatures, especially Republicans, would would mention anything, although it was not in Ohio, but would mention the, the Capitol riots as being something that they fear, you know, versus what we maybe saw last year with demonstrations that may have turned either violent or into looting, things like that. So I've always kind of wondered, you know, we want to have, we want people to be protected. I, I don't think anybody would disagree that they don't want police and first responders to feel safe doing their jobs. But at the end of the day, you know, are these are these bills really, you know, encapsulating everything that could become a riot? And and also, you know, is it is it really kind of criminalizing demonstrations? Um, and I know that that's part of the story too, is, you know, are they really criminalizing the ability to protest or for people to, you know, speak their, their minds on the streets? And that's a freedom that we all have in a peaceful way, obviously. So, you know, I don't think you can ever get away from the politics on anything like this, and and I think it's pretty evident that a lot of this is in response to what happened last year. But you, you you're probably not going to see a whole lot of mentions about what happened just a few months ago at the Capitol. And I know it was at the Capitol; it wasn't in the state of Ohio. But it just tells you that. And there were people from Ohio that went to that protest, if you want to call it a protest, and rioted and you know broke into. Uh, the Capitol building and and looted and and defamed, you know, public property. So, you know, it's, it it seems like that should at least be mentioned here that, you know, let's, let's incorporate this. If we're going to, you know, try to, you know, badmouth some of the demonstrations that happened in 2020 in these bills specifically.
0: Well, and I think in general too, why can't we just take a look at it and say, like my conversation with Rachel, i think we need to really define what a protest is and what the consequence of any type of protest is i i don't know craig i know you're kind of in the northern part of the state um at the state house especially on the northern side of the state house there's a huge lawn. okay so rachel and i were talking about this and when you're trying to define a protest there's a lawn where I would guess if you pack people in there, which you shouldn't do during COVID, but on normal times, you might get, I don't know, a couple a couple thousand people in that lawn. You know what I mean? So you could have a lot of people on that lawn that are not in the street at all or anything else. And you could have a protest there. Now, if you have a protest there, hey, you know, people could can yell, scream, jump up and down, whatever the case might be. It doesn't disturb anything. Rachel made a good point saying, hey, isn't part of a protest upsetting people, disrupting things, where somebody who's driving by or somebody hears about says, wow, what they're going through is upsetting me. So in some ways, that's the conversation that goes to, hey, maybe you should be able to march the streets, because if you march the streets, it's going to disrupt traffic. You know what I mean? So you're upsetting the apple carton that way. There's been a debate with, especially around the George Floyd time, saying, okay, you know, some people say, man, why are you damaging businesses that's not good and everything? Well, the argument that some people make about that is, hey, we have to show that the status quo is not working anymore. You know, we have to upset people. And, you know, you could argue if that's justified or if that's not. I What concerns me is I look at these bills and I say, why can't we just say, hey, these protests are always okay. We're gonna encourage it, there's no problem, whatever the case might be. Hey, if you march on the street, hey, we might, let's argue if that's a misdemeanor, you know what I mean? Do you charge somebody with a misdemeanor? And on the other end, if you're protesting, hey, you might get arrested. Hey, you might have to pay a misdemeanor fine. Uh, When it comes to damaging places, okay? can you get arrested and can the fine be high for damaging a place? And then that becomes your right. Because if you say, hey, I feel I have to do this to make my case known. Okay, you've got the right to do it, but we've got the right to prosecute you. I'm wondering if that's something that can be agreeable to both sides. Because that way, if you're protesting, you know, if it's a capital riot type protest or a George Floyd just make the rules the same for everybody. You
1: know what I mean? Right. And I think one of the bigger pictures, and this is something that I I hadn't thought about, even though I've covered a couple of uh, incidences not related to protests, but, um, you know, Ohio sort of broadly defines what a riot really is. So in Ohio, if you have five people who get together and are in violation of disorderly conduct, you can be charged with riot. So it's, it's you know, kind of a grouping of you know people together five or more where they get into you know get involved in some sort of a, a disorderly conduct or whatever issue, and they can be charged with riot. We've actually had cases where, um, you know, I've covered a couple of cases where some people were charged with like aggravated riot, you know, because of a of a large scale fight or a large scale issue. Um, so maybe we need to more better define what riot really is, and then that way we can have maybe better legislation that. that like you said, can kind of you know be the same for everybody because I don't know that you know I, it's it's interesting too that I don't think a lot of people, especially these these co-sponsors of these of these bills, have anything to say about what happened last year when you know we all remember those photos and people gathering at uh, Ohio in Ohio at the Capitol. Um, you know, to protest Mike DeWine's, you know, essentially his health orders that he was imposing and people were banging on doors and, you know, they were getting as as close as they could yelling and screaming and they were well well within their right. But do you define that as a riot when they're trying to serve the public or, you know, cause a scene? So I guess it's, it's better for us maybe to get on the same page as to what a riot really constitutes, because, you know, like I said in the story, some people think of a riot as being over, overturning cars, setting buildings on fire, but that's not necessarily what Ohio defines a riot as.
0: Yeah, I'm just saying whatever it is. Like, if you and I go down to the state house and we pull our laptops and record a podcast, you know, okay, if you do it on the front lawn, I mean, I guess it's fine. But if we did it on the street and block traffic, we, sh- we should – probably have a misdemeanor, whatever the arrest would be. You know what I mean? So, I mean, whatever it is, I I, I guess I don't like the bills to say, well, let's enhance these crimes. If you do something that's wrong, it's a crime. If you're saying, hey, I'm doing it because I'm protesting, or if you just have a wild streak in you, or if you just want to be disobedient to the law, whatever it might be, it's a crime. And I guess if we're saying, let's go protest this, if we're protesting on January 6th, or if we're Protesting George Floyd or whatever we're protesting, we know that whatever we're doing, we, there's a potential we can get arrested. And actually, isn't that part of the award to being a protest? You know, if you're going to protest and you know if you're upset about something, you know the consequence. And sometimes you don't care because you understand, hey, if I get arrested, I'm going to have to because this is how strongly I feel and whatever it is, you know?
1: Yeah, you know, in reading this story, it's very interesting, um, you know, Cedric Denson, a, a Democrat from Cincinnati, um, is, is kind of the one of the main concerns here for him is that it's criminalizing protesting or, you know, just kind of being out and about, you know, trying to, you know, alert people of injustice. So, you know, his, his example, you know, specifically, you know, what happened to George Floyd last May. Um, in, in saying, you know, if someone goes there, goes to a place and pulls out their cell phones and begins to record something that's like that incident, and, you know, he says you start shouting and screaming, as as most people might do, and then, you know, they could be considered to be interfering with officers if officers are shouting for them to get out of here, because a part of this, uh, it seems like a part of this bill is that you, you have to comply with lawful order from a law enforcement officer so if a, if an officer says something and you don't do it then technically based on what this it looks like house bill 22 would how it reads to him anyway is that it would uh, ex- sort of expand the definition of, of of obstructing of you know obstruction of justice and if someone says you have to leave or get out of here or whatever it may be you know it, maybe it kind of seems as though you could be at fault for something like that just by recording video of a, of a George Floyd-like incident, which that shouldn't be something. If you're not, you know, the definitions, and we've seen if you watch the George Floyd trial, most of the definitions of, you know, obstructing police business is getting in their way and physically not allowing them to do their job or making them have to alter how they do their job. Being on a sidewalk or a street recording them arresting someone is not obstructing them from doing their job or getting in the way of doing their job. That's how we all, especially in the media who cover cops and courts have always heard it. You know, When I go to a fire or a car crash, I do my best to stay away from what they're doing. I try to get as close as they allow me to without getting in their way physically from doing their job. And that's exactly how this should translate over to just a normal Joe Schmo on the street. Right. Who may be walking by and seeing something like maybe not even as extreme as the George Floyd incident, but anything that they want to you know record. If they want to record a police officer playing basketball with a kid to, you know, as a community relations type thing, they can do that. And I hope that this doesn't, you know, get in the way of things like that in the future because that based on how this you know, representative from Cincinnati is reading the House Bill 22, that's how he interprets it. So we're, I'm hoping that that's not the case because it could be a very big slippery slope for all of us.
0: And that's why the rules need to be the same. Um, you're seeing these rules and, you know, this fact story. And look, if it's a Republican bill, they're upset at the protests of last year. So, you know, hey, they're responding to the board Floyd protest that happened in Columbus. Well, don't make the rules any, enhanceable, just make it where if if you're bothering a police officer and you are obstructing your business, okay, you get arrested. If it's during a protest or if it's when I go up to get lunch today and if I get in the way of a police officer, you know, if it's legitimate, if I'm breaking the law, I should be arrested. You know? right. And again, if, if I'm at a protest, like this protest we talked about that happened last night in Columbus, hey, you should have the right to protest. You might get arrested, but that's part of protesting. You know, sometimes you're like, hey, I'm mad as heck. I'm not gonna take it anymore. So, you know, if I get arrested, I get arrested. I I I I don't know. And again, I know there's a lot of politics going to this. I know there's a lot of passion. I know there's a lot of frustrated people, but life we don't need to enhance rules or whatever. We just need to say if it's a protest or if you're walking the street at 10 at night. Follow the same rules, you know, and I I don't like this. Uh, Like, some people are talking the story about, well, we can't violence with police officers. Okay, I agree. We can't violence with police officers 24 hours a day, seven days a week. If you have it, you get arrested. And if that's part of a protest, you take that chance, you suffer the consequences. I I think the problem I see in society, Craig, is based on crazy things that happen, based on things that inflame a lot of passion. We have politicians that want to change the whole rules to make it where people don't want to do it again. Well, sorry. We're America. Now, if we want to change how we do America, I guess we can talk about that, but as we are in America, we follow rules, but we don't make them tougher to protest or whatever else because there's a freedom of speech out there, you know? Right. There's a freedom of speech, but there's a consequence. Like I, I have the freedom if I don't want to wear a mask, but there's a consequence that my chance of getting COVID goes way up. I mean, that's right. America. I mean, yeah. we could talk about that with COVID protesting. We could talk about that for business, everything else. I mean, it's the same thing. And I, I think we forget about that. And, and that's the shame of how our politics have gone off whack because it's kind of whack where in a way on both sides we're challenging what America is truly all about. Which makes yeah. me all right. Well, again, thank you for checking out to Ohio. Let us know what do you think. These are protest bills going out there. Uh, you might be, uh, We'll have a link to the story if you need more information. Uh, the story has links to all four bills, so you can read all four bills and everything. Be a part of democracy. Uh, comment on our podcast, but even more importantly, if you're fired up all the way ever, I mean, it's still a bill. Uh, if you look here in Ohio, you're represented by somebody. Contact your legislator. Let them know how you feel, too. I mean, this is how we get things done here in Ohio. Well, thanks for checking out, Tom. We'll be back shortly with another segment. Thank you.